The Planet Man. The Planet Man. This is the fascinating story of Dan Troll, the Planet Man, troubleshooter for the League of Planets organization, the law enforcement body for peace and justice in the celestial world, whose headquarters and center of operations are situated on the capital of all the planets, Planaria Rex. From Mercury to Pluto, wherever danger threatens the universe, you will find Dan Troll, the Planet Man, fighting for fair play. In a moment, the Planet Man. Slats and Dantro, in their search for the ancient race whose machines had given Marston control of the solar system, had just reached the area of the galaxy near Alpha Centauri. Their one hope was to find the ancient race in time to enlist its help against Marston. Wow, I don't think I'll ever get used to this astral drive. Say, is that Alpha Centauri? Yeah, that's right. Looks like a sun to me. Well, that's really all it is. That's all its stars are. Our problem is to find out first if it has any planets and then check and see if any of them are inhabited. Can't see anything at all. Well, we'll use the detector. That will at least indicate the presence of anybody large enough worth considering. Shall I cut it in? If you don't mind... Right. Well, it looks as though we're lucky so far, Slat. You see the screen? It indicates that there are four large bodies in an orbit around Centauri. What are we waiting for? Let's check them. Won't be necessary to check them all. How do you know that? One of them is obviously not solid matter. Life in the universe could exist in many different environments, Slat. But there are certain fundamental things it needs. And a ball of gas is almost certain to be lifeless. Well, how about the other three? Well, we can't tell from here. I'll cut in the solar drive and we'll move into the closest one. Will we be there soon? In a few moments now. We'll get a signal on the automatic radar ranger. Our solar drive's a lot easier to take than that astro drive. How come you don't use it? Well, it's only good for tremendous distances, Slats. Isn't practical for use over the distances between these planets. That's why we call it the astral drive. There it is up ahead. How close are we going to come to it? Oh, a million miles should be close enough. From there, our instruments should pick up any signs of habitation. Oh, we're close enough now. Can I help? No, the instruments are automatic. All I have to do now is to activate them. I don't see any dials or anything. No, we'll read the answer on that tape from the Celestivac calculator. Oh, here it comes now. I guess we can rule that planet out. It's completely barren of any signs of life at all. I don't get it. What kind of instruments could register anything from this distance? Well, to put it in simple terms, Slats, the master calculator integrates all space evidence and gives us the final conclusion on tape. That's what I have here. And the indication is definitely negative. Boy, that's quite a gadget. It gives you the answer just like that, huh? Well, it's not always the answer you hope for. You didn't really think that the first planet we try would be the one we wanted, did you? No, I guess you're right, but I was kind of hoping. After all, when I think of Marston running things back in the solar system, it makes me awful impatient. I don't blame you, Slats. 
I don't want to waste a minute myself, but unless we can find allies against him that are sufficiently powerful, there's no point in going back. Don't misunderstand me. I'm with you all the way. Well, we better try another planet. You're running this clam bake. Let's go. Yes, we'll give the machine a chance. What's the score? There's a minute. Well, it looks like we're in a little better luck this time. What is it, Joe? Not yes, not no. The machine indicates that this planet could support life in some form. And there are evidences of sufficient radioactivity to warrant our taking a closer look. Oh? We'll use the space radar, and it will indicate the conformation of the surface of the planet. If there are any large cities, it will show up there. I can see the planet on the radar screen, but I can't tell anything from that. No, you're right, Slats. Well, let's head to the next planet. Not so fast, Slats. We still can't be sure. But you said that the radar would show if there are any large cities. Sure. And there aren't any. But that doesn't prove the planet's uninhabited. Yeah, but even if it's inhabited and they don't have any large cities, they couldn't be very advanced scientifically. Well, we can't be certain of that, Slats. You remember the dusters on Venus? Yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten. Well, what do we do now? We move in closer where we can really see the surface of the planet. We may be able to tell more from that. Hey, something just occurred to me. What's the matter? Suppose it is an advanced planet. They might take a shot at it. I don't understand. Well, if they're really as advanced as we're looking for, they probably know we're here, even if we may not be aware of them. They don't know who we are, and maybe they don't want to take chances. Well, there's no sense worrying about that, Slats. Whether we want to take chances or not, we have to. Are you scared? Cut it out. You know me better than that. Let's go. Dantro and Slats really have a search job ahead of them. Will this body they are now investigating turn out to be the one they are seeking? We'll be back in a moment. So level up. When we left Dantro and Slats, they were trying to find the ancient race which they believe to exist in the outer world of the stars. Unknown to them, they are being watched by two members of this race, whose names are San and Tor. What are you watching for, Tor? I've been observing that ship near the second planet of that star. I've been watching them, too. What are they? Do you know? Yes. I've entered their minds enough to know. They're searching for the ancient race that passed this way many cycles ago. They'll not find them there, nor for that matter in this sector of the galaxy. No, but they must seek them out. What do they want? They want our help, son. Their planetary system is in trouble, and they can't deal with the problem themselves. You're not going to help them, are you, Tor? I don't know. It would be amusing to enter into their petty squabbles. But our race agreed, since the time when our ancestors were forced to destroy a sector of the universe, that we would not meddle in the affairs of the planet dwellers unless great importance was involved. That is true. 
but we dwellers in space have a responsibility. We must also prevent the emergence of the forces of evil. Or if we don't, eventually, they may threaten our own existence. But how can you judge who is evil and who is good? We will watch them and we will tell. Their actions will betray them if they are evil. Besides, I'm bored with watching the drama of the galaxy from a distance. Watch with me. And we'll decide together. How come we're in so close to this planet? I have a hunch, Slats, and I think we're going to have better luck this time. Well, at least there's something to see. Looks to me like it's some kind of continents and oceans of some sort. That's just what it is. We're going to land? Not until we check with our instruments. All right, let's try it. Right. What's the dope? Well, it's a little different from our kind of world, but still the instruments indicate some very positive factors. You mean it's inhabited? Well, I would say from the tape that there's definitely life of some sort, and fairly advanced life at that. We'll move in about a hundred miles from the surface. Perhaps we'll be able to tell more from a close-up. Look at that, Tor. They're approaching the surface. Of the third planet, they'll find no help there. To them, it will be a world of impossible cold, with people who know less than they do. It seems a shame they must spend so much time searching for something they can never find. That does not make their search fruitless. There are other races that can help them. But not this one, son. They must find that out. For themselves. Guys, look at that. The whole surface of the planet is like it's coated with silver. Well, it's an immensely cold world. The surface temperatures are probably 100 degrees below anything we can imagine. There can't be anything alive down there. It'd be frozen solid. Life as we know it might be, flat, but there's definitely some life where the instruments would indicate a negative response. We going in then? No, not right now at any rate. We'll just head for the closest sun. Perhaps we'll have better luck there. You mean we're going to have to use that astral drive again? Unless you want to spend 1,000 years aboard this ship. Thanks, that's all I need. Well, go ahead. Right. Here we go. Searching on a hunch is a pretty trying operation, especially when it involves millions of miles of space and the destiny of the entire universe. Will Slats and Tantrill be successful, or must they return empty-handed to Planaria Rex and face the fury of Marston? We'll be back in a moment, but first, here is a message the Planet Man wants you to hear. Tune in again for more transcribed thrills and adventures. Rocket millions of light years into space with Dan Troll, the Planet Man. The Planet Man.